Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masechet Sukkah, Daf Lamed Bet Amud Bet, looking at the second Mishnah of this, the third parak, and it follows the same pattern as the first Mishnah, and with Hadas instead of Lulav. Hadas Hagazul Vahevesh Pasul, Shalashra Vashalinidachat Pasul, and then we get into things that are similar to Lulav with uh, one unique Hadas component. Niktam Rosho, if the top was uh, cut off, Nifritsu Alav, if the leaves were sp- uh, split off, this is the unique Hadas issue, and if there's, if there's more berries or buds than there are leaves, it's Pasul. But if you took the berry buds off, so there's now more leaves, it's Kasher. Let's get definitions. That's what the Torah says. The branch of a tree of chain, perhaps. Means that the leaves cover the wood. It has to be a chain. So perhaps it's this particular kind of tree called a dulba. The leaves do not cover up the wood on that tree. Maybe it's herduf, which is a thorny thing. As we saw earlier in the context of lulav, it's uh, unpleasant, it's difficult. Also indicating the same idea that the Torah's ways are ways of peace. What's the definition? It's braided and it's like a chain. Now, of course, Chachamim all know what the, 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 the question is just how we get there. So, Rolos Ben Yaakov has a different route to get there. On Afet Savot means a tree, a tree where the wood and the fruit taste the same. If it's not Avot, it's no good. What does That there are three leaves coming out from each nest, meaning each um, source of the leaves. Even if there's two and then one, meaning two coming out and one on the other side. So his student used to specifically go out of his way to get that. So Rav gave that as an example. So he said, My father, Rav Meimar, would refer to the two and one as a hadas shote, which is invalid. If most of the leaves fell off and then there's a minority left, it's kasher. As long as there's an avot, which means three leaves. So ha kasher. If majority fell off, which we assume means two fell off and there's one left, which means there's three. Two fell off. There's no chain. There's only one left. Which probably means an Egyptian particular species of hadas. The kaimi shiva shiva b'chad kina that have seven leaves coming out of each each uh, stem. The chinatri rabai even if majority fall off pashul atlata you still have three enough to make a chain. Rabai shmami naya asam yitzra kashaloshana. She says you can infer from there that that is a valid hadas. It's a pshita that's obvious. Maudatay mohelvit leshem levai lomit kasher. I might think that since it's not just called hadas, it's called hadas mitzri. And it's got a nuanced name, therefore it's not valid. Kamash Malan. Therefore it teaches that it's valid. Why is it valid? Because the Torah says, Eitzavot, anything that's an Eitzavot. If most of the leaves dried up and there's three moist ones, 
kasher. Rav Chisa rosh kol achad v'achad. They have to be on the top. Okay, niktam roshov. The top got cut off. Tani lo barchin na niktam roshov al tabot mara kasher. If the top got cut off and then a bud grew there, it's kasher. What happens if the top got cut off on Erev Yom Tov and the Tmara grew on Yom Tov? The question is as follows. And again, we see, like we saw in the Sugav Lulav, that the Chachamim look at the Arba Minim in some of similar fashion as Kodashim and apply the same principles of Dichui, Balmum, which Rava mentioned, meaning it was the, the principle of dihui that something is rejected and unfit and therefore cannot become fit, uh, applied to mitzvot. Maybe we could uh, infer the rule of dihui mitzvot application to the following. In the Mishnah in Chul uh, in the sixth paragraph says, He has a dam of covering up the blood of a ofo ochayat. What happens if you covered it up and then it got uncovered? You don't have to cover it. You did the action. But flip it. But let's say the wind covered it up. I mean, the wind blew some dirt over the blood. You still have to cover it. Rabbi Yochanan commented that and said, That's only if the wind covered it. Then it got uncovered. And then you have to cover it. But if it got covered by the wind and it's still covered, you don't have to cover it. And our comment about Rabbi Yochanan was, Even if it got uncovered, why do you have to cover it? That blood's already been covered. It's already been sort of rejected from the opportunity of the mitzvah. What was our Papa's comments? There is no such thing as dihui. Meaning if the mitzvah <coughs> was out of commission or, or uh, inaccessible or exempt at a certain point, and then it became back in, it's in. So the answer is to our Papa Gufein Baile. Our question um, uh, about uh, that, that Rav Yirmiya asked was really asking about how to interpret our Papa. Did our Papa rule uh, in his explanation that there is absolutely no mitzvot, which would mean then this Hadas would be good? Maybe our Papa is just unsure. And therefore, he would say, we say and therefore you have the obligation to go and recover the blood, but but we won't say it leniently and then validate this hadas. So teku, Rabbi left it with a teku based on how do we interpret our Papa's question, our Papa's comment. So perhaps the issue of of um, is really as follows. Avar let's say you went ahead and you took the berries off of the hadas, so that now there's more leaves than berries, than buds. Pasul, it's no good. So we start with the assumption. First of all, we assume that everybody agrees that lulav does not need to be bound together, which means there knows no point at which this hadas is in place. Even if you would say it does need to be, we do not apply the principles of sukkah to lulav, we saw this discussion in the first parak, and in the context of sukkah, we have the limitation of tasevelom and asui. My love, Bakimi Palgi, so isn't this the disagreement between Rabbi Lozman and Sadok and Chachamim? Demand the pasul of Armin and Yeshdi Choitzel Mitzvot. Rabbi Lozman Yaakov says, Yeshdi Choitzel Mitzvot, which means that this hadas, because it started out with too many buds, was already nidcha, and you can't fix it. 
Say, no, now that you fixed it, you fixed it. And we say, lo, wrong analysis. Everybody agrees that there is no such principle as Dihui. Perhaps they disagree about whether the principle of Tasev Lomanasui, which we all accept in Sukkah, applies to Lulav. Or the another approach is that if everyone agrees that the Lulav needs to be bound, then we certainly would apply Tasev Lomanasui. And once it's bound up, uh, in the lulav, and then you, you make the hadasim kasher by taking the buds off. It's uh, a problem with hasev lunasui. But their disagreement is whether or not that's even the case of lulav tzarechayket. Plugda dahani tanoyan. It's the famous machloket that we're going to see later on in our parak. The tiny lulav may not good bench, no good kasher. The Brita says that a lulav is valid whether bound or not. Rabbi Yudomer, a good kasher, she good pasul. It must be bound. My time, but before going on to look at Rabbi Yudah, just to note, so there are several other ways to understand the machloka between Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi and Chachamim about removing the buds and validating the, making the uh, Hadas Kasher, and that it need not be an issue of Dichui Eitzel Mitzvot. Parent now, back to our discussion, my time Rabbi Yudah, what's Rabbi Yudah's reason for requiring uh, an Eged? The Torah says, about the Arbaminim. In the context of Pesach Mitzrayim, it says, You shall take a bundle of hyssop to use to dip into the blood and put on the doorpost and on the lintel. Just like there, you're taking a bunch together. So taking indicates sweeping things together into one bundle. So therefore, And a list of things means you have to bind them together. Rabbanan, late lo lukicha lukicha. Rabbanan simply don't have that zera shava. Man tamal hada tamal baralav mitzvah logdom logdo kasher mani. We have this in the first parak. Who could be the author of the brayta that says ideally you should bind the lulav, but if not, it's valid. Kep your Yehuda. An ear of Yehuda kid logdo amai kasher. Why is it kasher if you didn't bind it? Ira banan my mitzvah kavid. According to rabbanan, why should you do it at all? The answer is the Olam Rabbanu mitzvah mishum zeilivi anveu. The answer is even Rabbanu would agree that it's hither mitzvah and it's a nice thing. And so, therefore, based on the drush of zeilivi anveu et na elefanav, then I want to make a nice lulav. And part of the beauty of a lulav is to bind it together. Okay, back in the Mishnah, Osha you on avav merubin. We said if the, the buds were outnumbered, the uh, the leaves is invalid. I'm Rav Chista. So Rav Chista quotes Rav and uses this odd language. <clears throat> uh, that we'll see one more time in the context of, uh, uh, one of the later meaning. Lo shanu ob makom That, and this is the first understanding of what Avchista said, or the first version of what Avchista said, that this only applies if it's in one place on the Hadas where there's more buds than there are leaves. If they're spread out, and there's bunches here, bunches there, and only together the aggregate outnumbers, kasher, then it's valid. Amalei Rava. So Rav Chista, it probably should be Amar Rava. Rava was now commenting on his father-in-law's statement, Rav Chista's statement, but Rav Chista probably was not there. We'll see that from what follows. So the proper girsa should be Amar Rava and not Amar Lei Rava. If it's in three different places, then it looks like a spotted thing. It's uh, it's in, invalid. Pasul. El Itmar Hachidmar. This is probably what Rav Chista said. Again, Rav Chista quoted Rav, and probably what Rav Chista said really was, That's only if the buds are black. 
al rav yorkot, but if they're green, mine da hadasu, then it's part of the hadas, the kasher. And then we don't have care how much, how many there are. Amar papa, adumot kishchorot damin. He said, if they're red, that's like black. Black blood is Edom, who was really blue, red. It got uh, affected and it went black. Um, probably oxidization. But in the same way, if you have uh, red buds, they're essentially going to become black, and so therefore they're considered black. Kadavishna said, If you took off the buds, so now there's more leaves, it's valid. When did you do this? Before you put it into the lulav pshita. It should be obvious. It must be after you put it into the lulav. So It should have been rejected from before you, beforehand. So that proves to you, and another kodshim concept that we're applying here, that dichui from the get-go is not dichui, meaning that the only way that something's rejected is if it had a moment of being appropriate and fit, and then it got rejected. Since this never had a moment of being fit, it's not dichui, now it's okay. The answer is no. Right? Must be that our Mishnah's position is that igud is just a designation, and therefore, and it's not significant, and therefore, it's not called Dichui Meikara, because there was no Meikara, meaning there's no spot at which it's past the threshold of readiness by putting it together, unlike in the case of a Korban, where you could say that the uh, Meikara is the moment of Hekdesh, the moment of Shechita. We're not allowed to uh, take the buds off in Yom Tov, so, what if you went ahead and violated Yontif and do it? Kasher. So, Da'ashchor Eimat. So, when did the buds go black? Remember, we said that it's only true if the buds are black. Well, if they went black on Erev Yom Tov, then that means this thing was already rejected. So, the fact that you can then fix it means means the minute Yom Tov started, it was already out. So, starting off, out, means that, you, that you're not rejected. It must be, and that would have been a good source to prove that and we don't use it, therefore. It must have gone black on Yom Tov. So, that means it's something that was fit, and then got rejected. This is a little odd, to say that something can be fit, and then be nidcha, it can be fixed again. So, lo, liolam dashcha meikara, there you got black on Erev Yom Tov. Dichu meikara, lave dichui, tifshot mina. You indeed can infer from here that dichui from the get-go is not dichui. Aval nirven nidcha chosven nira, lo tifshot. You cannot prove anything about something that was fit and then got unfit, whether it can be resuscitated, rejuvenated. Tanarabonan, in mema'atin b'yom tov. So we have an opinion that says you're allowed to take the berries off on Yom Tov. But you're fixing the Hadas and making it fit. It must be a case where you were taking the buds off to eat them, not because you wanted to get rid of them and make the Hadas proper. For He holds like his father, Rabbi Shimon, who famously says, Since your intent is just to eat the berries, you're not intending to fix the lulav, the hadas. We all know that Rabbi Shimon's position as for Abayin Rava is that if it's a psikresha, meaning that the result is absolutely inevitable from the action, then the action is prohibited. If the result is a prohibited result, the result here is that you now have a proper hadas. 
about a case where the fellow has another hadas, and uh, therefore he could use that one, and he's eating the buds off of this one, and therefore he hasn't really accomplished anything for himself. It's not really called tikkun mana because he doesn't need it. Interesting inquiry here in the Rishonim about the nature of psikresha and uh, its, uh, its intersection with intent. Let's say the egg had came apart on Yom Tov. You bind it up like a bunch of vegetables. Why don't you just put a bow? Remember in Shabbat, in Eluk Sharim, holds that a bow is a full knot, so you don't want to do that. But a Rabbi Yehuda is of the position, as we saw and we'll see. You need proper Eged. So I tell us Arutana agrees with Rabbi Huda in one area, which is um, uh, that uh, you cannot use a bow, but he disagrees with him about another, and that is the love ain't sorry and therefore the bow is sufficient. Okay, we'll pause at this point and we'll pick it up with the third Mishnah at the Arava in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.